Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Sir Charles Carey. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Allison, thanks so much for having me. It's good to hear your voice and see how you are just making all kinds of moves and shifts uh, since the last time we've worked together and all the things that have transpired in the past. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And, and like I told you, thank you so much for saying yes. Um, I know you, but introduce yourself to the audience and tell them, you know, about you and um, your business. Okay. Uh, really quick personal aside, I'm a fun-loving guy that really just loves life and loves learning. The business side of Sir Charles is really a little bit of that as well. It, it's an extension of the fun-loving, uh, ever-growing, ever-interested. You know, I'm always seeking clarity. My area of focus is uh, I'm a peak performer. And my area of focus is leadership, communication, and customer service. I kind of believe it's important that those three components are uh, executed in excellence. So most of the keynotes and trainings I do are based on uh, those principles of leadership and communication because that makes the world go round. And the books, well, many of my books, they speak to mindset, the right mindset. So my conversation is a B2B conversation and a B2C conversation. I try to help the best of both worlds. Wow. Now name, because you just mentioned um, your book. So name um, or give us the title of your book and tell us about uh, your book. Well, I'm not as fortunate as some people who have written over 30 books, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I am on my way, not that that's a number for me, but honestly, I've written seven books, and um, the book that really started everything off was a book titled Courage Facing Mortality, Cancer Wasn't My Only Obstacle. That book became an Amazon bestseller, and and I think mainly because I listened to my mentor, Dr. Willie Jolly. He he said, look, man, you're out there singing. You're out there doing movies. You're, you're doing spoken word. You need to tell your story. And he told me that because of some of the things that I was going through, some of the life challenges. So I wrote that book, Courage Facing Mortality, and it became an Amazon bestseller. But since then, I have been fortunate enough to uh, learn the essence of what it takes to write a book, and I have written six other books. And right now I am currently promoting uh, the book series, which is called the Radiate the Brain book series. And it uh, consists of several books that focus on mindset. Uh, the first book that was also uh, forwarded by um, my good friend Delatoro McNeil is Radiate the Brain and Change the Game. That book was very important. In fact, it's one of the most popular books in the book series, and I think it has really outsold uh, many of the other books that I have written. So I'm very honored to have written that book and to have had him to do the forward. And then I wrote A Line by Design, which is also from that same uh, book series. And uh, after the diagnosis, 
you know, that's also from the series. That was a book that focused on people with life-threatening ailments and illnesses because me, being a two-time cancer survivor, it was a way of me giving back and sharing uh, my insight and my writing with people who did not know if they could make it through. What do you do after tough times? And I think uh, after the diagnosis really speaks to their, uh, their needs, their mindset, the uncertainties that they may have. And then, of course, the most current book is What's So Hard About Being You? That's the most recent book in the Radiate the Brain book series. And that focuses on the things that we do that sabotage ourselves, honestly. You know, we sometimes get in our own way, and we just don't realize it. And Jane Atkinson, she's the uh, coach of all the speakers, basically. She's a, a, a coach of coaches, and, you know, we just love uh, what she brings to the uh, speaking industry. But she did a, a very profound, short and sweet testimony that I think makes a big difference in that book because, uh, I mean, for instance, she's worked with some of the best of the best worldwide, and because of that, you know, I'm just grateful that, you know, she would lend her, her commentary to my book. But that book was also um, endorsed by uh, Bishop David Sabatino, who's a really good friend, another former student like yourself, Allison, as well as um, – you know, I've had several people really sign on. I mean, Cheryl Wood, uh, she signed on for my, my previous book, and Simon T. Bailey. So, you know, writing was something I never planned on doing, but, you know, it seemed to have worked for me. And my mentor told me, if you're going to be a speaker in this industry, to add credibility, you need to have a product. So I'm grateful. That was a long answer to a simple question. I apologize. Oh, no, 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 that was awesome because while while you were talking, I was writing things down and writing questions down, and then when you said um, uh, student, and I was like, wait a minute, I was one of the students too. <laughs> so, you know, I, I definitely um, enjoyed your coaching, and um, there were so many nuggets that you shared that, you know, I implemented and put in place because you took that time to um, yeah. invest in me. So definitely I thank you for that. Um, well, I can, I huh? can I say something else before you go to the next phase? Yes. I think you are a perfect example of a true entrepreneur because, as you may or may not be aware, many people will not invest in themselves. And – you know, you took the time and the resources to invest in yourself so that you can walk away with more than what you came with. And as we both know, so many people say they want it, they, they clamor for it and act as if they're supposed to have it, but they don't do the work. And kudos to you for being one of those people who went for what you wanted, got what you wanted, and moved on. And now you're at another level. And the important thing for your listeners to know, when you get a coach and you get the information you need, and hopefully that's a good experience, and you go to the next level, be sure your coach should be going to the next level as well. <laughs> so that's a good thing. So I commend you for doing the hard work. Thank you. Thank you so much for that um, shout-out. 
Yes, because I was just thinking about so many things that, you know, I was writing down and really, really listening. And um, you definitely poured into me um, a lot of great information. Now, I like when you were saying about the um, your book series. So when you said it, I was like, this is perfect, because I wanted to ask you about being a um, cancer survivor and what were some of the things that you, I guess, implemented to keep your spirits up during that time? You know, that's a very good question, and I must admit, there's got to be something wrong with me, Allison. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, because I'm pretty sure the majority or the overwhelming majority of people that are told that they have cancer probably freak out, they're afraid, and or give up hope. And um, the moment the doctor told me, we think you have cancer, I said, okay. Within myself, I said, don't respond. And I let him continue talking, and I said to myself, if you're not scared, don't act like you're scared. A couple of minutes before he said this, you were not scared, so don't act scared now because he shared some words with you. The words may have meaning, but don't overreact and don't jump on the pity box. So what I did was just told the doctor, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with your diagnosis. I don't accept it. And he looked at me like, huh? So the key is my faith and belief that God has and had a bigger purpose for my life was more important than the diagnosis that was before my ears. And for some people that may be a sermon. <laughs> um, but I'm grateful. I am truly grateful that I had that mindset, but that belief and that faith more important than ever. But I do understand. It's not every day that someone says, you have cancer and you're supposed to just respond normally. There's nothing normal about being told you have any type of life-threatening ailment. So I, I took it in stride, though. I'm grateful to, to God that I was able to take it in stride. That is such a blessing, and, you know, thank you for sharing that. Um, so even with your writing, do you believe that it is your faith that has inspired you to um, write and motivate others? I really believe that my writing is a part of the gift that God has placed in my, my life, in my soul. You know, my first love was music. Most people, or many people in my family, came from a musical background, uh, church, um, out of church, uh, even some hip-hop. And um, the creative art has been a part of my life, all of my life. So as it comes uh, to writing, I really believe that was one of the natural innate gifts that God had placed within me. And at, at the right time, this particular type of writing was to be birthed out of me because I had already been a person that wrote poetry and, you know, little sing-songs and copied off of other people when I was a, a youngster, but as an adult, and as an adult with life experiences, it was time for me to share this message 
um, in a different way. And, I, of course, initially I had no experience because my very first book was called Poetic Expressions, and I spelled it with an X. And I was like, wow, you know, uh, I'm going to I'm going to um, write this story, and and I didn't realize that the story was actually a bunch of poems. So many poems would just come to me, and I wrote them, and they came to me, and then I wrote them because the actual first book, which was called A Perfect Life, I got stuck. I got writer's block. And why did I get stuck? Is because I had no formal training no exposure to uh, writing a book, and I'm just writing, writing my thoughts. And then after 40 pages, I got block, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't even know really what block was. So I had it on one of those uh, five-by-five floppy drives, and I just kept it in a folder. And then when I wrote this book, Poetic Expressions, I was like, okay, I, I got a better idea of how to write a book. And then when Dr. Jolly says, you're doing all this stuff. You need to be telling your story of how you dealt with that cancer. Then I went back to that floppy drive, went to Kinko's, transferred it to 3.5 drive, and I started to write my story. And I got, you know, so confused with it because now I'm incorporating another aspect of my life challenges. But it was an education that was well worth the challenge. And uh, when it was all said and done, again, that book was uh, Courage Facing Mortality, Cancer Wasn't My Only Obstacle, and it became an Amazon bestseller. So I think that I've been inspired to write based on the creative gifts that God has given me, based on the clarity that I always seek in life and in people, and based on knowing that these are some of the tools and the nuances of my goal for life, you know, as a speaker, as a communicator, as a trainer and coach, you need to have these tools. And since you have the gifts to create these tools, let's merge these things together and make them viable. Yes. And that was one of the things you were teaching me, too, um, during coaching, that I had so many books. Now let's mm-hmm. try to um, pull all of this together and create something, you know, out of it. I wanted to ask you, who would you say is your target audience um, for your books or your book oh, series? My target, my target audience is usually the new entrepreneur and companies that, like, are at a mid to large size. And I know that may sound kind of crazy. The, the, the new entrepreneur is the B2C conversation. The companies is the B2B. And why I say companies is because <clears throat> regardless to – who you're addressing, who you're trying to help, it's all about mindset. And remember, my books are primarily about mindset. You know, again, radiate the brain and change the game. That's really about the things that happen to you and how do you get over those things? How do you deal with those life challenges? What's so hard about being you? That book is about the things we do that sabotage ourselves. Aligned by design, that's about knowing the importance of personality types, critical in-depth analysis, how to break things down and realize that, you know, you may need a coach or you may not need a coach depending on how open, honest, clear, and direct you can be with yourself so that you can get through certain barriers in life. And the whole point is you can't do any of those things if you don't have the right mindset. 
which is why one of my taglines is, the right mindset is all you need. With the right mindset, there's no telling what you can do, how far you can go, how much you can make, and how um, relevant that your message will be. So uh, I, I really think that <clears throat> my target audience is those two uh, people, the individual, the new entrepreneur, or, not, or the one that's maybe started and haven't done anything, and then the companies, they're trying to address morale issues or they have a leadership uh, focus they want uh, to make better. Well, they all have to have the right mindset, and mindset is a part of everyone's life, even if you don't realize it. When I was on drugs, I didn't have the right mindset. It was in me, but I wasn't living it. It was being suppressed because of all the substance. So, you know, I think that's really important. People have to understand that. And even though I know they're like, well, I'm a grown adult. I don't need nobody to tell me what to do. Most people take that, that approach. But if you were doing the right thing, you wouldn't have to say that because you would be in the space that you're supposed to be in. Yes. Ultimately, um, what do you want readers to gain from reading your book, if you could name three things? Well, one, clarity. I would like for them to be able to have clarity, clarity of thought, to see things for what they actually are. I think that's really important because once you begin to see things for what they really are, it's like a fresh breath, maybe uh, breathe or, yeah, breathe, that's a good word, breathe into your existence. You know, you feel light, you feel airy, you feel open-minded, you feel energy. It's like, wow, you know, now that's clarity. And then the next thing is to know that there's so many things that you can actually do, knowing that you have the ability, clarity and ability. And the ability, what happens is you begin to search mentally on what you want to do or what you can do. And once you start to look at Ooh, maybe I could do this. Maybe I should do that. You know, it's sort of tied in with the assessment. But then finally, you are led to become the best version of yourself. Because when you get that clarity of thought and you're starting to have that ability and you're starting to realize that, wow, these are, there are things that I can do, you don't let that go dormant. Because now you're infused with all this energy, and nine times out of ten, your next step is going to be either get a coach or try something or go get a book to read up on how to do something and to put those things into action. And all that does is gives you the opportunity of becoming the best version of you, even if you fail. And so why do you say that, Charles? Well, because if you fail, now you've got an education on what does not work. Now you know how to bounce back. Now you know how to put that failed attempt with something that may be better for you and rework it, reformulate it, uh, breathe new life into a different tool and create something special. Wow. That is so awesome. Listen, from um, finish my question here. My writing offers the following legacy to future readers. My writing causes future readers to see and to have a therapeutic mindset so that they can become the best version of themselves. And the reason I say that is because I know for me, 
And I know that everyone has a different skill, talent, gift, and ability. But for me, writing is therapeutic. When I'm really tied in or connected to a topic, even if it's in a newsletter, I can go. And when I'm in that space or in that mode, I feel good about God allowing me to put together things that just make sense. Even if I'm bringing in those thoughts from my life's experience, my educational experience, my spiritual experience, the point is when I'm in the driver's seat writing about that thing, I know that I'm in a better place, and I feel therapeutic. And I feel that not only can I write about it, I can speak to it. I can do videos on it. I can train on it. I can keynote on it. And it puts me in the driver's seat to becoming the best version of me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Sir Charles, I know that you have um, your coaching and you do um, book writing. Can you share some insight on that or, you know, things that you would like to talk about on that note? Sure. One of my uh, workshops I do is called Tell Your Story, Live Your Story, Be Your Story. And we're taking that to an online program. And uh, those of you that are listening to this message, if you're interested in personalized coaching, group coaching, or just just some more information about how you can advance, I would like to offer a consultation so that I can really point you in their best uh, direction versus just assuming I know what you need because I never know what anyone needs without really getting to know the person a little bit. So just contact me via Facebook at Sir Charles Carey, or you can go to my website. And on my website, I have um, two ways of contacting me. You can go to wordsmithspeakersalliance.com, or you can go to Sir Charles Carey, Inc.com, and that's Sir Charles, C-A-R-Y-I-N-C.com, and go to the contact page. And if that's too complicated, um, you can go through Allison. You can you can go. Um, I'll give my email. I'll give you my Gmail account, Sir Charles Carey at Gmail.com, and let me know that you would like to take advantage of the consultation and I will be glad to set that up for you so that we can find out what's the best fit for you. Yes, thank you for sharing that because, um, you know, since I was one of your students, I can say, yes, it works, it works. <laughs> Charles Carey will definitely, um, Sir Charles Carey will definitely take the time to listen to you, and then he'll pick out the things that you really, really need to be focusing on and I'm telling you, that is really what helped me to get in line because I almost felt like I was all over the place because I had so many um, different doors open or different things that I was doing when I really needed to focus in on one thing. And so I am totally um, happy about that, glad you gave that information. Share with yes. your um, – do you have any upcoming events or speaking engagements that you would like to um, share with the audience? Well, normally I do a lot of government training on keynotes and things like that, and I just had a, one agency bought a bunch of my books. Uh, they bought the What's So Hard About Being You book, 
and at some point in the not-too-distant future, I should be doing a presentation for them. But we're working on our online curriculum as well as uh, some other online events uh, that have not been totally finished yet. But as soon as we do, we'll make sure that it's all over social media, LinkedIn, and all the other platforms so that people can attend and be a part of the magic. That's really great. And you know what, when I, um, and I guess I'll start doing this for all of the um, speakers, is making sure that I at least put their website and email in when I sent, put up the banner too. So that way they'll have that information too instead of trying to, you know, hurry up and write everything down. What would you like to, um, what words of encouragement would you like to leave our listening audience with? I'll tell you this, you know, I was doing a coaching. I, most of my coaching is very expensive, and one of my coaching experiences with uh, one of my mentors, I, I wanted to, him to answer a question, and he said, man, you got more experience than a lot of these other people, a lot of my other students. Why are you asking so many questions? And I'm like, because the price point I pay, I deserve a daggone answer. That's my thinking. And he didn't answer my question, but what he said to me, I will never, ever forget. You ready? Yes. He said, trust yourself. Three words. Two words. Trust yourself. Now, I'm going to say this because this has, it doesn't, it should not have to be qualified, but I think it does. If you're a person that is, um, how would I say it, uh, very uncertain, you're slow to make decisions, that might not work for you, that answer. If you're a person of low self-esteem, that might not work for you either. But know this, if you pray on it, if you have thought about it long enough, if you know that you want it, and you keep going over the same thing over and over again, how can I do a particular thing? Nine times out of ten, that's the thing that you should do. You're just afraid to fail at doing it. So I would say, as Steve Harvey would say, jump. Just go ahead and jump. And, yeah, you're going to hit some rocks on the way down, but, boy, when you open up those wings and you catch some air underneath those wings, and you start to glide just a little bit, you're going to know what you need to do to not keep scuffing up yourself on the way down. Now, you may not perfectly fly. You may not fly pretty. You may not be able to do, you know, dipping in circles and all that, but you'll know how to keep yourself afloat. But you've got to jump. Radiate the brain and change the game. Yes, and I was going to ask you to mention your um, series again, your book series again for us. The book series is the Radiate the Brain book series, and you can find that book series, of course, on my main site, but it's easier to access because I'm going to give you another site that you can go to uh, because there are books, audios. They have all the books, all my products, they have their own house. They live at a different website. <laughs> so they have um, books, you have audios, you've got workbooks, all kinds of materials, and that's something I'm working on also uh, for the future. But it's at Wordsmith, not the Wordsmith, just 
wordsmithspeakersalliance.com. wordsmithspeakersalliance.com. And you can get all the books, workbooks, audios, DVDs, videos, everything there. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, I, I, I didn't get to ask you this question, but I really wanted to make sure I put that in there. What are you most thankful for right now? Three things that you are most thankful for. Well, I'm grateful that, once again, for the past 20-some-odd years, I've been able to live my life sober. The life of substance abuse is behind me, so I'm grateful for being sober, I'm also grateful that my children are fully back in my life as far as communicating with them, seeing them, doing things with them and for them, as well as my grandkids. And I'm grateful because from here on out, I get to fulfill uh, the purpose of my life using the gifts that God has given me. Yes. Yes. I was looking for you to... Keep on going, but that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am so I, I glad I asked the, you that question. <laughs> yeah, I want to respect the platform, so I didn't want to, you know, run away with it. Oh, no, 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 you were fine. You were fine. Look, I was looking forward to us talking. I was like, I know Charles, he's going to carry it. He's going to carry it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, well, I was I, fine with that. You, you know, so, listen. Let me tell you what. Let me tell, uh-huh. okay, I, I want to share with you one other thing. The reason why those three things are important is because this. Right now, we're living in the midst of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so many people, and I, and I do understand, it's not a reason, but I do understand, so many people are taken out of sorts because their lives, our lives, have been turned upside down. I realize that some of these things may not be true, some of these things may not be accurate, but people are dying of something. And what people do in uncertain times, they shut down. And when they shut down, a lot of times they turn to substance, drink. And it's so easy to get intoxicated with the thing. And then when the veil is lifted and there's no more pandemic and they have been in this, so, uh, this mind of, of, of intoxication, it's going to be hard for them to come out. And what's going to happen is then they're going to be further uh, incapacitated because now they've got to figure out, oh, how do I get my head together because the world is back on its feet. And, see, and they won't be able to do it so easily. That's why being sober is really important. The children part, it's really about family and fellowship. And then we all may not get along with all family, and truth be told, if you don't get along with anybody, family or otherwise, you've got to leave them alone because – that's not healthy. But we need to be with people who need the same thing that we need, healthy relationships as best as possible. And I was told once that if you've got problems and you want to get over your problems, focus on something or someone else. And what that does, it minimizes your problem. And the best thing you can do, because I'm writing about it right now, is use your gifts because people are getting more emails than ever. And why that is, is because everyone 
Their business has been turned upside down. So what are they doing? They're trying to reinvent themselves. They're trying to rebrand themselves. They're trying to find a way to make a way out of no way. And the professionals are doing it at the top level, and so are the ones in the middle, and so are the ones on the bottom. So I'm grateful for the gifts, and that's real. Yes, yes. As, as we get ready to um, close out, I just wanted to take the time again to definitely say thank you for um, coming on to the show. And if you don't have anything else, I am going to close out, but I wanted to say, do you have, do you have like an upcoming book or you're going to focus in on the series for now and then we'll see some more stuff come later? Well, honestly, I've been thinking about this, another book. You know, I've been, God's been so good to me. I've had my last three books, I've had them already written or had them outlined at least six months to a year in advance, but I couldn't write them before I really put a good effort in the existing book. So I do have another book I'm thinking about for the series, and that may be the last book for the series. Any other books after this next book may be a standalone book. I have no idea what it's going to be, but the next book, it definitely complements the series, and um, I'm looking forward to having time to writing that one. Thank you. And listen, on behalf of Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, We here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison. Have a wonderful day.